welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 53. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And, guys, it's time uh, for an old rivalry as our UAV Blazers uh, travel down to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, this Saturday afternoon to take on the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Kickoff will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the game will be televised on stadium, but you can also watch it locally on WABM 68. But, of course, as always, make sure you get your radio dials up at 1.30, an hour before kickoff as Landon Roberts starts the pregame show. And then it'll also be Landon Roberts on the sideline this Saturday and Steve Irvine and David Crane is always on the call. But, Steve, um, I'm not going to beat around the bush, man. <laughs> this is not a typical Southern Miss team that we face. Uh, they're kind of struggling right now. And, you know, I'll play um, my interview that I had with Shane Lott uh, that does a great job uh, with Jamie Jason um, on To the Top Talk, which is a Southern Miss podcast. You know, like I said, I'll play that in a few minutes. But, man, this this is just a beat-up Southern Miss team. And, I mean, you want to say you feel bad for them, but then being a rival, you really don't feel bad. But Bad? Uh, Good bad for Southern Miss? Come on now. <laughs> right. Jeez. Come on now. No. No, no thank you. <laughs> right. I, I agree. No. And and that's that's what's so cool about this rivalry is is um, this is I mean it, it's there's some true and you know, hate you know, I I'm not a real big believer in hate, you know, type no. stuff, but but I mean there's a strong dislike, you know, both ways. And you know, right. one side's not gonna not gonna have any sympathy sympathy for the other. Um you know, it, you know, it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> you know, that, uh, yes. even, even though, you know, I mean, I say that, but I, I don't ever want anybody to get hurt. I mean, ever, no. you know, I mean, I don't care. I don't care how much you dislike their team. Um, you know, I mean, these, these kids work way too hard and, and put too much into this to, 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 if you're, if, if you're happy because a guy's hurt, you're a fool. I mean, I that's agree. just bottom, bottom line. I mean, you know, but you know, um, the, the, misfortune of losing and that kind of stuff. I don't feel bad whatsoever, even though I am a huge, and I've said it over and over and I'll keep saying it. I'm a huge Will Hall fan. I think Will Hall Me is too. an absolute right guy in the job. Uh, I think he'll, he'll turn this program and I think there'll be a very good program, unfortunately um, under him. But um, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not spending a whole lot of time feeling sympathy, you know, that they're, <laughs> that they're, they're struggling, but, uh, but again, I don't, you know, I don't, I wish they were 100% healthy. I wish both teams were 100% healthy. I wish every team in the country was. I mean, that's Me just too. that's just my belief, you know. I mean, I you know, I don't know if everybody believes that way, and I don't really, you know, worry about what others do. But um, that's kind of where you know we're thinking that, about that. But I mean, that's but the thing, the great thing about this rivalry, and that's I mean, even even when you have a struggling team or struggling teams, if if, if you know, in, in certain years, um, it's just there's just so much that's happened in this rivalry. So many, you know just twists and turns and, you know, upsets and bad calls and stolen playbooks. And, you know, just, 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 you know, just, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that's just, um, it's just, uh, it's a fun, it's been a fun robbery and it's been a real streaky robbery, but it's been, you know, you you know, it's certainly been a a fun robbery and, and, you know, it, it, it hasn't lacked for, um, drama, you know, and even, even in the blowouts, I mean, even that, you know, 70 to, whatever, 14 game, whatever, or that, that, that travesty at Legion field and McGee's last year. And, um, you know, but, um, you know, it's always, it's always kind of fun, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's really fresh and, uh, 
you know, a lot of people in the UAB locker room, mm-hmm. uh, UAB programs mind what happened in 19. Yes. And, um, you know, they got, they got worked, you know, and, uh, uh, Southern Miss was really good that day and, you know, UAB wasn't. And right. So there, there's a little, there's still a little bad feelings over that. And, um, you know, I would imagine that, uh, you know, Bill Clark brought that up probably pretty quickly after the FAU <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe, maybe in the locker room. I don't know. Probably, maybe not the locker room, but not too long afterwards. I was going to um, say, you know, he did. Yeah. Cause I mean, unfortunately, oh, yeah. I was, at, I was at that game in 19, that 37 to two game. And I believe that was a, that was Dylan Hopkins first start too. So, you know, he was, he he's was. definitely going to remember that game. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you know, of course he's totally different than he oh, was then, but years, uh, yeah, light years, yeah. Years. but, uh, and, and so, you know, and Southern Miss is different than, than they were then, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but yeah, it's, um, you know, so it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. I, you know, I, no offense, but I really hope they don't wear those mustard yellow things. Oh, that they those wear. are so ugly. Oh, of course, man. they scored 70. <laughs> That's what they wore when they scored oh. 70 that year. So yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe they will, but uh, but it'll be fun. I mean, I, I, I always, you know, I always enjoy going there. Uh, you know, the, the people that, that uh, you know, at least in the press box, you know, Jack Dugan is, is, is the SID there is one of the you know best people you'll ever meet. And, um, I, you know, I like the people there. Um, yeah. I just don't. I just don't like their team. Right, and I like the stadium. Yeah. You know, the Rock's a nice place. Um, you know, I, I remember going there years and years ago, just thinking, man, I wish we could get a place like this to our own. Um, and look at us now, man. We've got Protective Stadium, uh, which is even nicer than the Rock. So I know, I know. I do. <laughs> I, you know, I do. I do like their 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 um, you know on campus tailgating. I think it's a nice campus, yes, and I think that is. you know the, the tailgating there, and um, it's a great great atmosphere. You know, I I, I am kind of interested to see what uh, you know what the crowds like, whether whether you know whether they're going to be a little nasty, whether they're going to be sh- where they're going to show up, whether they're going to be excited, whether they're going to be not excited. You know, I mean, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what um, you know, kind of what the atmosphere is, because generally the atmosphere is pretty good. You know, yeah. um, and some years real good. And, um, mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll be, um, you know, I hope it, I hope it is. Cause again, those, you know, these guys at, at every school, they work so hard, you know, you hate, you know, you want to see them get some rewards of at least, you know, having people care about them on your campus, you know, your own people. Yeah. Um, so, um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it'll be, um, like I say, it's fun day. We're, you know, I'm, we're probably just going to, well, not probably, we're going to drive over and, for the game and then drive right back. A lot of times we stay, you know, there's a couple, you know, there's some good places to eat there. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't dislike Hattiesburg. I think Hattiesburg is a nice little town. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's kind of grown up the last couple of years too. Now back in the day, it wasn't as nice as it is, but the last few years, you know, they've had yeah. some spots and it's, it's nicer. Yeah. I, I, back in 19, I had a blast. Well, other than the game, of course, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so um, let's let's talk about um, this Southern Miss team. You know, they're one and five coming into this game. zero and two in conference USA play. They're coming off of a, a loss to UTEP where they lost uh, last week, 26 to 13. Just really just struggling and really all year have been struggling to get that ground game going with, with Frank Gore Jr., who is a very talented running back. And, of course, yes, he is the son of NFL. Um, I believe he's still in the NFL. Uh, Frank Gore. Um, I mean, he's a good back. But you put on the tape, Steve, and 
I mean, this is one of the worst offensive lines in the country. I mean, and I hate to say that. I mean, I know, you know, in our interview, or my interview with Shane, you know, he mentions, you know, there's been a bunch of injuries on that offensive line. But, man, I mean, they just can't get the ground game going. They've given up almost 30 sacks in just six games. I mean, it's – listen, I, honestly, man, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. This this is should definitely be a UAB win. It should be a lopsided win. But if you tell me right now, if you give me the choice um, of just a one-point win and it's a guarantee, I'll take it because all that matters is getting the W on a conference road game. But, man, just looking at it, I just – I don't even see how this is going to be close. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, you know me, I'm not, I'm not much into that kind of uh, <laughs> approach. You know, I think because you never know what happens in a game. You know, I, I think part of what's happening with Frank Gore is, is, um, you know, they, they they can't throw the ball that well. You know, not, yeah. now Jake Jake Lang is is when since he's been in there is you know he threw the ball real well against Rice and you know threw the ball okay against UTEP and. Uh, you know, that, that, you know, might open things up a little bit for them, um, you know, but, but I just think that, you know, I think the approach that I know that, I mean, I'm, I'm not know, but I, I would imagine the approach that UAB is going to take is, is, is take away the run, you know, just, yeah. you know, line up to take away the run and, um, and then say, okay, try to beat us, you know, through the air. And if you can, you know, God bless you, but, uh, but yeah. you know, I, I don't think you can, but, um, but you know, and, and that's but that's the good thing about UAB's front is is has been so good that you really don't they really don't have to line up to stop the run. You no. know, they just they just play defense to stop the run. I mean, that, right. they've been so so good against the run that they don't have to do a whole lot of special stuff um, to to stop the run. They're just you know they just whip people up front, and so you know I think but I think that certainly the approach is that you know defensively for UAB is. You know we're gonna we're gonna make you beat us with the pass. You know, and if you can, then we, you know we're gonna have to adjust. But um, you know, in, until you can, you know we're, we're gonna dare you to do it. So I think that's what I think we see a lot of that. You know, um, and we'll see what Jake Lang. You know, see if he's capable of of doing that. You know, I don't know that he's. Um, I mean, he's the four string guy. So <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, I know he's in the four string guy. He's, I, you know, I don't. You know, just by what I've seen, he's not a really a D one quarterback, and I think he's, I think he's played his tail off. I think yes. he's, um, I think he, you know, he, you watch him, he plays with confidence. He, you know, um, I, I don't, you know, I mean, he's four string for a reason, and um, you know, I don't think I think if health healthy, you know, a healthy quarterback position, and you would have never heard of him, you know, right. and um, so I, you know, I don't think there's any doubt about that, and um. You know, and and that's a shame for me. I mean, I, I would like to have seen what they would have been with Trey Lower Ty Keys. You know, me and too. I think I think you know I think Ty Keys has a chance to be pretty darn good. You know, college quarterback at some point. Um, you know, he was gonna. You know, he I don't know that he was ready, but uh, you know, he was he was the next best guy, and I think he was starting to you know maybe you know, progress a little bit, and by the end of the year probably would have been a pretty good co- quarterback and. Um, you know, and maybe he'll get back in. They don't know yet, but uh, you know, certainly Trey Lowe's out for the year, and you know, so well, I mean, we'll see. It's just, you know, hey, they they went and and added a a, was it a uh, coach, yeah, a coach, yeah, like a yeah. like a student student coach, you know, I that 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 basically was elevated, or ele- I don't know if elevated is the right word, but became became <laughs> the number three quarterback. You know, yeah. you know that that's kind of how they are. And I tell you what, though, you see. Um, you see interviews with with Will Hall and, and 
I mean, I've seen, I've watched quite a few this week and, and, um, you know, just from not just from this week, but just, you know, uh, interviews from this season with him and just kind of watching and studying on, on these guys. And man, he doesn't make an excuse. He's just like, no. you know, Hey, we're going, we're going to play with what we got. Um, seeing when he announced that, that the coach was, you know, the student coach was going to be, uh, you know, the number three guy is almost like he seemed excited about it, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, um, and that's great. I think that's a great approach. I mean, you know, cause, cause you can't, um, you know, you can't, you can't change this stuff. I mean, it's just football, mm-hmm. man. And, and it's, you know, some years you're going to, you're going to run into this and some years you're not, you know? Right. And, um, I mean, he might, um, you know, he, he's, you know, they're down to the you know, fourth quarterback right now. He might go three more years without ever getting to his third quarterback or, or even really the second quarterback. You know, I mean, you just never know. I mean, yeah. and, and so um, they just, you know, it's a bad time for it to happen. But, um, you know, I, I, I just <laughs> I like, you know, I don't know that I want my team to do this, but. I like, I kind of like stories like Jake Lang, you know, I mean, yeah. I just, I just think it's cool, you know, and, and, um, and heck if that, if that, um, coach, I, I don't remember his name now, but if he gets in Strayhorn or something like that, but anyway, if he gets in, that will be a neat story, you know, and, and, um, you know, we'll see what, what happens. So, um, again, I mean, you just got to go play it and wh- whoever's there plays and whoever's not done, you know, and, Exactly. That's the way, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Uh, but just touching on Will Hall again at Southern Miss, I mean, and this is what, you know, Shane kind of talks about too in our interview, but I mean, he is a great fit for that school. You know, he's a Mississippi guy. He's already recruiting well for Southern Miss. Um, so I definitely do think they have the right guy. This isn't an Ellis Johnson type of situation where it's just all hell is breaking loose for Southern Miss. They've just, they're just catching a lot of bad breaks right now. Um, and they're just, banged up literally everywhere on the team <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i think one thing that's that even i kind of compounds it a little bit is 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 you know will hall is um his offense is a quarterback driven thing and i know that sounds you know i mean like every offense probably is but you know uh you know bill clark for example you know wins games with defense in the running game and you know mixing in some pass but you know he he's probably his style is probably a little bit different a little bit i guess better suited to losing quarterbacks you know what i mean i mean that, yeah. and we'll all we'll, we'll tell you i mean he's a his offense is a quarterback driven offense so of all the positions for him to, to to be down to the number four guy to have success quarterback is like last on the list you want that to happen yeah. you know and 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 again that's i mean you know a lot of obviously quarterbacks a huge position but um but some people emphasize different well Coaches emphasize different things and win with different styles. His style is he's got to have a good quarterback. Um, they thought they might have had it with their first two guys. Eventually, uh, they don't. You know, they have the number four guy now, and and so it's it's certainly going to change what they do. Um, now, you know, with that being said, we've I mean, always kind of said is Jake Lang hadn't played bad. Now, I mean, it's no. not like you're not like you're talking about a guy who's who's. Um, you know, who, who's come in and, and, you know, has been, you know, two for 19 for 22 yards and four interceptions. I mean, you know, he's, he's done okay. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's come in and played well, um, you know, not good enough to win, but um, I mean, they only lost a rise by five. 
Yeah, he you did know, have three three picks in that game though. He, he did, yeah. But you know, but that here's a guy who's you know, here's a guy who basically is approaching things. Yeah. Going into the season is I'm not getting on the field. I'm gonna all work right. my tail off. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be ready and all that kind of stuff. But I ain't getting on the field. You know, I mean, that's just kind of that's just the truth of it. And then all of a sudden he's in there, you know, and uh, so. You know, it'll be, you know, I mean, I think the one thing that you got to do, you know, as you, for, as UAB on, on Saturday and I, and they will is, is you got to, you got to get after him and make him just very, very uncomfortable. You got to hit him a lot. Yes. Um, you know, if, if, if you hit him a couple of times, you know, I, I don't, I certainly don't condone 15 yard penalties, but you got to, you got to make him uncomfortable. You got to right. hit him. And I don't mean dirty. I mean, but no, I mean, but, no, yeah. But I, I mean, you, you, you gotta, you, you got to make him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and I, and certainly, again, I'm not condoning that you go try to get a penalty, but you, you, you got to hit him, right? You know, and and um, you got to so, get to him, yeah. And just what right. you did to Nikosi Perry last week against FAU, just yeah. get to him, man. Yeah. yeah, get to him, make him uncomfortable, make him make bad decisions. Yeah. It would be one wonderful, you know. I think it'd be huge for for. Um, you know, for UAB and, you know, uh, to, to do the same sort of get out to a quick start, whether that be a turnover or three and out or whatever, but, you know, get uh, or a couple of three downs in a row and try to get out to a quick start, you know, conversely, I think it'd be, it's going to be huge for, for Southern Miss. And, you know, in my opinion, to have something happen good early, you know, try to, try to, you know, get, get a good feeling early on. Cause I think if you think if they fall down 14 to nothing or, you know, what 10 to nothing or whatever it may be and make a mistake, you know, a couple of early mistakes, I think it's kind of, you know, could be the start of a long day, but if they get some confidence early, you know, with, with what, whatever it may be, then, then, you know, um, I think that'd be good. I tell you, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I, you know, other than just kind of watch them and study them and I don't know what their philosophy is, you know, really, but I'd take a shot right away. Oh, I'd yeah. come out, I'd come out and I, I'd, I'd, you know, kind of like, kind of like UAB that did last year when, uh, in, in Bryson Lucero's first start, you know, mm-hmm. first play of the game, just against South. Yeah. Throw deep, you yep. know, Every you know, time. and you know, and, and I mean, Jason Brownlee's, you know, a good receiver, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, uh, you know, he, he had eight catches against rice for, I think a hundred, 125 or something like that. And, um, you know, they got a couple other guys and I mean, I'm just throwing deep. I mean, just take a shot early. You know, yeah. maybe not on first, maybe not first down, but early for sure. Um, you know, and, and then see what happens there. You know. Yeah, but I mean, if you're UAB, you have to come out early, just put put Southern Miss away as quickly as possible. Like you were saying earlier, go up yeah. ten and fourteen nothing. Just put it, put them away early. That way, they have no chance. And I mean, because if you if you let it linger and it's close, like heading into halftime, and you're giving that Southern Miss team some confidence, I mean. This Southern Miss team take out, I mean, obviously take away the Alabama game and take away the South Alabama game. Really, they've kind of been in every other ball game they've played. So, really, it would be great to see UAB just come out dominant. Like you said, take a couple deep shots early. Hopefully you hit, hit them with Shropshire or with Garrett Prince or somebody uh, and just put Southern Miss away early. Just get that momentum and just shut Southern Miss out. Um, because I really do like our defensive line against their not so good offensive line. Um, so definitely um, expect Vincent to uh, try to do that. Honestly, yeah, I mean I certainly could see it. You know, just just try to because uh, I think that's important. I mean, I I'd almost say that um, you win the toss, take the ball. You know, just Shoot, try to I ride know, away. Right? 
you know, and I, I don't know that, you know, Coach Clark is, you know, I mean, I think if you go back and look at it, I think he generally, you know, and most coaches do uh, wait to the second half. But in this case, I might just go ahead and just say, give me the ball. You know, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to set the tone right now. Just, just don't um, pull a Garrett McGee and kick it off in the second half. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 well, that'd be that'd be the gentlemanly thing to do. You know, that <laughs> yeah, Southern, Southern Miss is struggling. Let let, let them do that. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, so, uh, so I, I mean, I don't. You know, I I might do that. I might just say, just give me the ball. Just give me the know? ball. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. You know, but uh, I mean, I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. And and. Uh, uh, you know, looking I do think it. that, yeah, looking forward to it. And I do think that, uh, you know, I do think that Southern Miss is not, you know, not bad defensively. I think they have some good players uh, defensively. You know, um, Josh Clark's a really good-looking player, defensive lineman. He's a yes. transfer from, you know, I think it was a FCS All-American from, you know, Southeast Louisiana. I think he looks good. You know, Hayes, Malik Hayes, Shorts, yeah. yeah, Malik Shorts is good. You know, Hayes Maple was good last year, you know, as a yeah. freshman. Um, so, you know, I think they, you know, I think there's a, some pieces of the Southern Miss type defense. Uh, you know, they're certainly not what they were, you know, over the years. But, you know, I think there's some pieces and I think they'll get after you a little bit. And, um, you know, but, but, but you get, you know, UAB is going to, they really need to just dominate this game up front on both sides. Uh, certainly capable of it, and um, and they they need to do it, you know, and and just dominate it, and you know, let's end this thing early. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice yes. to kind of end this thing early and just uh, add to it from there. But um, but we'll see, you know. And I mean, I and and I want to see, you know, and I'm I'm harped, you know, I've harped about this last two weeks. You know, I don't want to see any, you know, missed opportunities. You know, right. that's that's the one thing that has hurt UAB over the past two games, and. Uh, you know, obviously, it, they made had made enough opportunities, took advantage of enough opportunities to win comfortably against FAU. But um, it'd be nice to have one of those games where you don't, you know, miss some things, and you know, whether it be drop passes, key key penalties, um, you know, miss you know missed oh, missed open guys, um, you know, just anything like that. So uh, you know. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, and, and and the other thing that's I think is going to be interesting to me is is um, just the focus. Yeah. Because you know this is really the first time this year that um, that UAB is going into game with with the feeling that they just you know dominant physically over this team. Not physically is the wrong word, but just kind of uh, you know like the outcome almost seems like a given to a lot of people. Because, you know, because the North Texas thing to me, they had enough offense where you kind of started wondering, like, well, yeah. I want, you know, I wonder. I mean, you, you know, you, you looked at it and thought, okay, well, they, you know, UAB should win this game. If you're a UAB person, you think that. Um, mm-hmm. But but there was a little bit of, I don't know, though. You know, they, boy, they're, they're good offensively. And if they're, if they're healthy enough, you know, can, can, you know, can we outscore them? And you know, things like that, where I think this one, where, where Southern Myth is, Southern Miss is, you know, physically and just as a program right now, you know, you look at it and go, okay, well, this is, this is a win, you know? And yeah. I mean, if you're, if you and I'm not talking about the players or coaches, cause they, you know, they don't ever, they don't approach it that way. They approach it. They got to go out and do their job, but I'm just talking about like from the outside looking in, right. um, you know, you, you sort of, you sort of feel that way. So, 
you know, we'll see the focus there. You know, we'll see the focus where they do they come in, uh, you know, complacent or, or, or not, you know, and, and uh, I don't think they will uh, mm-hmm. for, for a couple of reasons. And I think the biggest one is, um, uh, well, one of the big ones is this, it's a huge rivalry and 37 to two still fresh, you know? Yep. And, and so, uh, but, uh, but, but, it, but it'll be, it's, it's, it's kind of intriguing to, to think about and, and see what happens. Definitely. Well, this will be the 19th meeting between the two schools, UAB and Southern Miss. And again, it will be Saturday at 2.30 p.m. Central Time. Uh, make sure that you listen to uh, Jocks 94.5 FM with uh, David Crane, Steve Irvine, and Landrum Roberts on the call. Um, and also, guys, uh, if you're not subscribed to the Blaze of Victory podcast on a podcast platform, please make sure that you're subscribed to us on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, uh, Amazon, TuneIn, wherever. Just make sure that you hit that subscribe or follow button. And also make sure and give us a follow on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. Uh, but on that note, I'll go ahead and roll my interview that I had with Shane Lott uh, from To The Top Talk. And, guys, we'll see you in a couple days after the Southern Miss game for our recap episode. But, as always, go Blazers. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is John Duncan, and I am pleased to be joined by Shane Lott of the To the Top Talk, which is a great uh, Southern Miss podcast covering all things Southern Miss. Uh, Shane, thank you so much for just taking the time out to speak with me today. Man, I appreciate you wanting to have a mustard buzzard on. Uh, we'll talk a little football. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, definitely, guys, um, if you're not already following uh, To The Top Talk on Twitter, definitely go ahead and stop what you're doing now and follow them at twitter.com slash to the top talk. And also give Shane a follow on his personal Twitter page, um, which is Eagles underscore to the top. Um, both of you know, he does a great job on there and does a great job with Jamie and Jason on To The Top Talk. You know, I've I started listening to um, you guys um, about a year or so ago. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't listened a whole lot this year, but I am definitely looking forward to uh, when you guys drop that UAB preview episode. And I think you guys are doing that uh, Wednesday night, if I'm not mistaken. Is, is that correct, Shane? That's correct. We'll have it out Wednesday night. Uh, we normally record on Mondays and have it out Monday night uh, or Tuesday morning, but Jamie's out of town this week, uh, hence why you're talking to me instead of the, the head man there. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll have it out Wednesday night when he gets back and things get slowed down a little bit. Definitely. We're looking forward to that. And, you know, just like we are, you know, you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you can uh, find podcasts. But, Shane, let's just kind of start off, you know, Southern Miss, just to be honest, they're not off to the season that, I mean, I'm sure you guys expected, you know, one and five right now, oh, and two in conference USA play. Just first question, what's the morale of the fan base uh, with Will Hall? You know, uh, better than you would expect with us being one and five at this point in time. Uh, we didn't have the greatest season last year. Uh, Jay Hobson started it off at three and seven, or uh, the year ended three and seven. Jay Hobson started off with a loss to South Alabama and then uh, kind of was forced to resign there. And then we had two additional head coaches over the course of the year. So there was a lot of turmoil last year, uh, just kind of left the program in disarray. Morale was really down. But I don't think we could have found a better fit than Will Hall. Uh, Will Hall's a Mississippi guy. He uh, he played high school football under his uh, legendary high school football coach, Bobby uh, Hall, that's his dad, uh, and uh, went on to, to play uh, Division II ball and won the Division II Heisman. Uh, ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to maybe mess this up, but I believe 
at uh, North Alabama. Um, so, uh, you know, big, big uh, football background for a Mississippi guy, then went on uh, where he did really well with those programs and, and kind of built them back up, uh, turned them into uh, playoff contenders, and then made the leap into uh, offensive coordinator positions in uh, FBS, where we stole him away from Tulane as their offensive coordinator last year. So that's kind of his history. Uh, but I mean, you couldn't ask for for a more Mississippi guy with deeper ties to the state. He knows every coach in the state and, and has known him since he was a kid and, and just knows Mississippi football and Mississippi families. So uh, he's doing, uh, despite our one in five start this year, I believe he's got the third ranked class in Conference USA lined up uh, with the new rules where they'll allow teams to take up to seven additional signees this year to get to 32. If you've got seven guys going in the transfer portal, which he's stated a few times already, he expects that to happen. Uh, so we'll, we'll bring in a class of 32 this year uh, and really focus on some of the key areas that are, that are really giving us problems and, and making us struggle this year. But, uh, you know, speaking back to the morale, uh, you're going to have your, your people that are, are not happy in every fan base, regardless of what's going on. You had, you had, uh, I, I don't want to mention the program's name, but there's another program in, in Alabama located in, in Tuscaloosa that, uh, lost a football game last week and, and people were calling for their legendary coach's head. So, uh, people are going to call for heads, uh, when things aren't going great, but I, I feel like the vast majority of the fan base is behind Will, understands that he's doing a rebuild job and, and are being patient with him and knowing that it's not going to be a, a quick fix, that he's really going to come in and, and rebuild the program the right way for the long haul and not just look for a, a good year or two and then move on down the road. Not saying that he won't move on down the road when he gets this thing built. Uh, I, I hope he pulls a fedora, wins a conference championship, and triples his pay. But uh, it, it's going to take uh, another couple of years probably before Southern Miss is, is in contention, and most people understand that. Yeah, and real quick, Shane, I'm fine with that as long as uh, he doesn't pull a fedora and hang 70-plus uh, on UAB like they did a few years ago. <laughs> uh, definitely yeah, fans uh, I think, forget that. <laughs> yeah, that that may have been what started our, our curse that have, have run through the last decade is, is pulling that move <laughs> on you guys because uh, – uh, whether it be uh, well, really, I mean, it boils down to some bad hires. Uh, you know, yeah, we had Jeff Bauer here for for the longest time, and uh, things just kind of got stagnant under Bauer. Uh, he was a great coach. He he had ran a fantastic program, winning season after winning season, uh, won a handful of conference USA championships. Uh, but things were just starting to get stagnant. You know, the game of football was changing, and, and Bauer was really kind of still wanting to do the three yards in a cloud of dust offense, and and uh, play strong defense and that just uh, fans were starting to get frustrated with that and giving up and and so uh, you, people agree with it they don't agree with it but but Bauer was kind of forced out and then along that same mold of a, of a Will Hall type hire there's a formula that works at Southern Miss since Bauer's gone and that is younger coach offensive background works the fan base has energy and and really gets people involved and Fedora worked you know he he was there from 2008 to 2011, um, never had a losing season, ended up going 12 and two, beating Houston, uh, uh, you know, a, a top 10 Houston in the Conference USA Championship game before North Carolina hired him away. Uh, and then our administration got scared and, and listened to some of the older fans that really liked the comfort of having Jeff Bauer around for all those years and, and went out and hired a, 
an old SEC uh, defensive coordinator and, and Ellis Johnson that, you know, he'll finish his career at Southern Miss. We don't have to worry about him leaving. Well, <laughs> he did finish his career at Southern Miss and we had to run him out of town. Uh, yeah. Because he went 0 and 12 in, in 2012, and then we went back to the formula that works, and we hired Todd Munkin, who's uh, you know now the the offensive coordinator at uh, at Georgia after a, a few years in the NFL after he left Southern Miss. But Munkin, offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, uh, brilliant offensive mind, wasn't the rah rah type of of fiery you know get people fired up personality, but Munkin wasn't afraid to tell you how it was. And, yeah. and he'd be brutally honest. And the fans really responded to that. I think, you know, people appreciate honesty and, and Munkin was a no BS type of guy. And you know, he went one and 11 in his first year after Ellis Johnson went 0 and 12, kind of pulled the program uh, back from rock bottom, uh, then went three and nine his next year and then nine and five in his third year in, in one conference USA. Yes. Uh, West. And then uh, he leaves for an NFL gig. And and we make that same kind of panic move. Let's bring in a, a defensive guy that's, you know, one of us had coached at Southern Miss before. He'll stay here for a long time in Jay Hobson. Well, Jay Hobson wasn't the catastrophe that Ellis Johnson was, but uh, he was more of a slow spiral uh, that, yeah. that kind of got us to where Hall's starting off. Uh, Hobson was there for for four full seasons, uh, went seven and six, eight and five, six and five, seven and six, you know, nothing super impressive. And then started off with a loss last year to South Alabama that I touched on. And after the, the two other head coaches were Scotty Walden was the, the offensive coordinator. Uh, it was kind of let known to him that he wasn't going to get the head coaching job. So he accepted uh, midseason the head coaching job at Austin P and moved on. Uh, and then uh, Tim Billings, who was the defensive coordinator, took over for the last couple games of the year. And we actually, in the last game of the year, kind of put it on FAU, who was a strong team in the conference last year, and gave people some hope, which may have been a, a little false hope, too, which led to maybe yeah. heightened expectations in, in year one of Will Hall. But now as we sit at one and five and, and Eagle fans have, have been brought back down to earth, uh, we kind of understand where we where we are. We we really uh, the offensive line position is a is a big position where we just lack a lot of veteran talent. We've got some young guys in there, uh, and and that's really kind of the weak spot that you know we'll touch on. Uh, I'm sure as we continue to talk, but uh, that that puts us to where we are, to where uh, you know we're we're back to the offensive minded coach that that resonates with the fans and and. Uh, people are still showing up to the games. I was able, I live in North Carolina now. I've been up here for about five years and I was able to fly down and go to homecoming last weekend and, and still had a, a pretty respectable crowd. You know, we were still, uh, I believe right behind you guys in second place in conference USA, as far as attendance, drawing about 25,000 a week. Um, so, you know, it's pretty, pretty dang good for the group of five level at, at this stage in time. Um, yeah, and no doubt people yeah. are doing that. Um, so people are still showing up. They're they're still buying tickets and going to games. There was a pretty good atmosphere. Uh, we do our our tradition. If any any Blazer fans have been to a game in Hattiesburg, a couple hours before kickoff, we do a thing called Eagle Walk, where uh, the team kind of does a mini parade with the band and the cheerleaders around uh, half of the stadium uh, before they go into the athletic center at the end of the stadium and get ready for the game. And I mean, just exceptional crowd there. Good energy. Lots of people out to greet the team. Um, so people are. People are there. Um, it's just we, we've really got to swallow a little bit of our pride, uh, 
quit fighting so many people on Twitter when they tell us that we're horrible <laughs> because, I mean, we're, we're pretty terrible. Uh, but uh, we're a proud bunch, and, and we're not going to let too many people talk a lot of smack about Southern Miss football with, uh, with our eyes on the future and, and knowing that we believe in Will Hall and he's going to get us back to where we should be. Right. And, you know, looking at the schedule uh, so far this year, too, I mean, you take away the Alabama game. I mean, Southern Miss has been in every game that they play. I mean, obviously they beat Grambling, you know, to open the season, but they've yeah. been in every game. I mean. Yeah, uh, we, we started off with a, a 31 to 7 loss at South Alabama. Oh, that's right. And yeah. that was. Yeah. Uh, so that was our worst loss outside of Bama. And you can take Bama out of the, the mix or kind of a different animal. Yeah. But uh, even in, in that game, uh, we only gave up 31 rushing yards to South Alabama and they threw for uh, 269. Um, we ourselves had 125 yards rushing, 133 yards passing in that game. So pretty balanced offense, just really couldn't get anything going. Um, then in week two, we had Grambling at home, handled them pretty well. Uh, we're able to get uh, a ground game going almost rushed for 300 yards, beat them for uh, 37 to nothing um, and didn't give up 150 yards offense. So um, then after the, the Grambling game, uh, it's been close games besides Bama. We haven't lost a game by more than two touchdowns. Um, so we, we haven't been blown out anything, but we're, we're pretty inept in, on offense at this point in time. Um, we're on our fourth string quarterback at this point in time who – uh, the kid has has done, you know, respectably well. Uh, he came in in the Rice game in the second series. Our third string quarterback, who's a Mr. All Everything Gatorade Player of the Year in Mississippi, threw for fifteen thousand yards in his high school career. Named Tyler or Ty Keys, um, was injured in the first drive. Uh, some kind of lower leg, uh, high ankle injury. He was going to be out for the foreseeable future. Um, and, and let me back up a little bit because I did say we're on our fourth quarterback, Trey Lowe, who was a transfer out of West Virginia, who played at the end of last season, uh, went down in the grambling game right before halftime. Uh, Trey went to kneel uh, to run the clock so we could go into halftime and got stepped on and broke his foot. So, uh, you know, you're kind of snake bit when your starting quarterback gets put out for basically the year on a clock play before halftime playing an FCS team. That should have probably been a sign from the gods for us. Yeah. Uh, but so, you know, your starter goes out, uh, super uber talented, true freshman comes in uh, in the second half of that game and has all the talent in the world. But he was playing 3A Mississippi high school ball at, at this time last year. So, you know, not really ready for the speed of, of the Division I uh, FBS college football game. Comes into the Troy game as – it's his first game with some practice, um, and and he's got a cannon of an arm, uh, but just wasn't, you know, didn't have a whole lot of chemistry with the receivers uh, and, and didn't get a whole lot going. And uh, at that point in time, defense has figured out, hey, you know, this kid's young. We get some pressure on him. Uh, then, you know, he's, he's going to not be the most accurate thing on the planet. And then we can just focus on the run, shut that down, and, and they don't really have an offense. And that's what happened. Uh, he had a respectable game, threw for two touchdowns against Alabama and Tuscaloosa. Uh, and then came uh, the Rice game the following week, first drive of the Rice game over in Houston. Uh, he hurts his ankle. Mm. Um so uh, I said fourth string. There's there's a quarterback named Jack Walker that I haven't mentioned because he was hurt in practice before he ever uh, got to get any game action. He was a transfer from a Mississippi junior college, I believe, Northwest uh, that came in 
before the season. And so he was, he would have been the, the third guy to go to, but was unavailable. So now we're down to uh, a, a kid named Jake Lang and Jake has thrown for, uh, he threw for 321 yards in that game against Rice. Uh, but he also threw three interceptions. Uh, and then he comes back against UTEP with a week full of practice, and he threw for 239 yards and a couple of touchdowns uh, and only one interception. So uh, he's getting better, but uh, he he was a high school quarterback at Jackson Prep in Jackson, Mississippi, and he wasn't even the full-time starter at his high school in high school. Uh, he threw for 500 yards and two touchdowns his senior year of high school. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's basically what we're working with. Uh, he's a smart kid. He, he's accurate. He, he knows what to do. He's just not the most talented kid in the world. Um, so uh, that's what we're working with now. Uh, our, our major issues have been on offensive line. We had the, the same starters on offensive line for the first two games uh, where we had 125 rushing yards against uh, South Alabama and then came in almost got 300 against Grambling. And then our Mr. All-Everything center, Arvin Fletcher, who had 50 career starts under his belt for the Eagles, gets hurt. And uh, his career is going to be done. Uh, this was his last year after his injury. He decided just to hang up the cleats and walk away. Um, so we got a lot of young guys on the offensive line that haven't played a lot of football. And, and since that second game, I don't think we've had the same mix more than one game. It's just really hard to get chemistry going there. And uh, just when, when teams learn they can pin their ears back and, and kind of mess with that young and experienced offensive line, uh, it spells trouble for our quarterbacks. And, and it's been really difficult to get uh, any offensive momentum going. Yeah, Shane, and that that was going to be my next question, too, about, you know, what was going on with the offensive line. But I definitely, you know, think you nailed that uh, right there. Um, so another thing, you know, previewing this year for Conference USA before the season uh, got started, you know, we knew what Frank Gore Jr. could do. Um, obviously, for those that don't know, um, UAB fans listening, you know, he is the son of Frank Gore. Um, but so Frank Gore not being able to get going this year, that is just definitely – because of the offensive line, right? I mean, are people yeah. just loading the box and just saying, all right, you got to beat us through the air? And with a four string quarterback, I mean, it's kind of hard to do that. And that, but that just definitely, you know, from outside looking in is why Frank Gore Jr. has not been able to get anything going really other than the Grambling game. But yeah, that's it. That uh, we, I mean, we've given up 28 sacks so far in the first half of this year, too. So uh, mm-hmm. most of our problems really stem from offensive line. Our defense, uh, you know, uh, is playing surprisingly well. UTEP did rush for 265 yards against us last week, but uh, they broke several long runs. Just one was a reverse. They got out of containment and, and went like yeah. 60 yards. So we actually, uh, our safety kind of bit and he popped outside the cornerback uh, arm, tried to arm tackle the guy and he was gone down the sidelines. Um, that was one of the, the three big plays in that game that really killed us. Uh, but defense and, and special teams are, are playing really well. We just cannot get anything going on offense. And, and those problems really go back to the offensive line and, uh, and the fact that there's just so much youth there and not a lot of experience. And those guys are just having a hard time gelling. Um, there, there was a play in the UTEP game. Uh, it was third down. Uh, Jake Lang rolls out uh, our, our best receiver on the team, our kind of go-to guy, Jason Brownlee, number one. Uh, won the battle at the line of scrimmage, was running wide open down the field. Jake had read the play beautifully, was going to throw it to him, probably would end up being a touchdown for us. Instead, 
Uh, guy on his backside misses his block. Jake gets smoked from behind, fumbles the ball, bounces in the air. One of our offensive linemen pick it up, takes two steps, fumbles it again. Uh, it bounces in the air. UTEP picks it up and runs for about a 60-yard touchdown on that play. Uh, the reverse I mentioned uh, was kind of a backbreaker. Uh, that was the death blow in the game. Uh, it was really hard to get our momentum back after that. Uh, and then there was a point where we we had gotten down to the three-yard line, um, and it was first and goal from the three, and we did not get the ball in the end zone uh, just because we got absolutely no push up front. Um, so you run four plays from inside the five and you gain one yard, you know, that, that yeah. shows you that you've got some big offensive line issues. So those are real, those three plays, the reverse, the, the fumble return for the touchdown and not being able to score from the three, you know, we lost that game by 13 points and, and there's a 21 point swing right there. Um, yeah. So uh, every game it's been like that. Um, it, it's been, if we make, three or four more plays that we just completely flub. We're in the game to the final seconds and, and have a good shot to win. So uh, right. our record makes us look a little worse than we are. Our offensive line probably is that bad, uh, but we've got a lot of, of uh, young talent at skill positions. Frank Gore, uh, we, luckily, we, uh, since we can't really get any holes open for him, he's able to make something happen, uh, you know, a couple plays a game. But if we can get the ball in his hands in space, uh, the first guy's not bringing Frank Gore Jr. down. I mean, he's he's shifty. He's electric. Uh, he's a smart football player. He grew up with a, a you know a, a certain Hall of Famer as a father, um, and and really is mature behind, but beyond his years as a, a as a COVID freshman, and uh, will will be a, a leader and somebody to watch on this Golden Eagle team for years to come. Uh, but our our second running back, Dejon Richard, a little bit bigger uh, than than Frank. Um, also a freshman uh, is going to be a, a you know a good running back for us for years to come. Talented guy, he comes in and carries the ball as well. And then um, one of our our best skill players outside of Jason Brownlee is a uh, guy named Chandler Pittman, who's a true freshman, uh, number twelve. And that kid is going to be an absolute animal for Southern Miss by the time he's a junior or senior. I mean, just shows flashes of greatness. Uh, already, uh, he scored our first touchdown against Alabama. It was the first touchdown of his career. Uh, I can't imagine being a, a true freshman coming into Bryant Denny Stadium and, and you score your first collegiate yeah. freshman, uh, our first collegiate uh, touchdown on Alabama's starters. Uh, you know that's got to be an amazing feeling. Um, Definitely. So we've we've got a lot of promise. Uh, Will is not the kind of coach that's going to throw somebody under the bus. His whole stick is is positivity and attitude is everything. And on Southern Miss stuff, you'll see a lot of hashtag AIE which is attitude is everything. And, uh, you know, the players are bought in. Um, I'm sure it's rough for them, uh, especially when, when you go one and five and you start to hear grumblings from parts of the fan base. Uh, it doesn't make it any easier, but uh, they, they continue to come out uh, with positivity and they know that the coaches are leading them in the right direction. They just got to go and, and work every week and try to get better. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, most of our problems stem from uh, lack of of uh, veteran talent on the offensive line and the fact that we're now playing our four string quarterback. Right. And but it's like you mentioned earlier, Shane, you know, with the talent, the young talent is there and Will Hall already recruiting better than Jay Hobson ever did really at Southern Miss. So uh, there oh, are yeah. you know some great things to come for this Southern Miss team. Um, I, I'm definitely uh, 
hoping that the bad luck continues this week. I'm not, I certainly don't want any injuries or anything, but I definitely do hope some uh, uh, bad luck continues, at least uh, on the playing field with fumbles and just crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I think you're going to get that wish. Uh, I was yeah. looking at some analytics earlier today. I think you guys have like a 97% chance of winning this game based on yeah. – uh, uh, the the numbers guys um, I I'm I try to be an ever optimist when it comes to Southern Miss uh, I, I don't like to uh, to get negative uh, that's not really gonna accomplish anything for you but right. uh, there's I don't think you'll you'll talk to many Southern Miss fans that really feel that we've got a legitimate chance of winning this game this year Bill Clark's just done such an excellent job of of building your program and, and uh, your year in and year out, you're one of the perennial favorites to, to uh, definitely win the West and, and make a run at the conference championship. So uh, I, I, UTEP and Rice are a little bit different story. We kept those games close, you know, uh, UTEP, I, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that they're, they're much improved uh, in those same analytics. I was looking at uh, this morning, UTEP is favored over Louisiana tech. Um, yeah, this weekend. So that'll that win will get them to bowl eligibility for the first time in who knows how long. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the fans of, of the UTEP program, but uh, glad that uh, they're experiencing some success. I hate that it's uh, at our expense this year, but um, the, there's just uh, I, they're not on the level of UAB either. And, and with what you guys have on your defensive front, um, I, I just see our poor guys on the offensive line getting mauled. Uh, I just I don't think they're ready. Um, th- they will be ready eventually. We'll hopefully get some some JUCO and, and transfer portal transfers in there to help them out. To, uh, you know, give them a little boost next year. Uh, but uh, it's just what it is this year. That's uh, we're, we're going to have to expect a rocky road. And uh, I don't think our wins that we will get over the course of the season are going to come at, at the UABs and the UTSAs uh, expense. I think we've got much better shots with the North Texases uh, and the FIUs of the conference to, to get a couple more wins. But uh, yeah, just not seeing it happen this weekend. Well, uh, Shane, before we uh, wrap up, um, talk a little bit about this Southern Miss defense. I know we talked a little bit earlier, but this is a really good you know defense for Southern Miss. You know, you got Malik Shorts, you've got uh, Josh Ratcliffe on the line. I mean, there's some there's some guys on that defense that are, you know, really talented and really good. It's just it seems, you know, when it gets to like the third midway through the third quarter, they just kind of tire out. But I mean, that's no fault to their own. It's just because the offense, you know, unfortunately, with the injuries that you mentioned earlier, just can't seem to get the ball going consistently and moving the chains consistently. But uh, tell tell Blazer fans a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball that uh, we need to be on the lookout for. Yeah, Malik Shorts at safety number nine, uh, sophomore. Um, there, there's a small town outside of Hattiesburg named Bassfield. Um, I, I think it's 2,500 people, and they're just an absolute pipeline of football talent. And that's uh, Malik Shorts is from that area. It used to be Bassfield High School a, a couple of years ago, or a few years ago at this point. Time's getting away from me. Uh, they consolidated with another high school in that area, so now they're Jefferson Davis. Uh, but between Bassfield and Jeff Davis, they have uh, produced a lot of good football players. Um, uh, some uh, some guys that I think there's three guys from that tiny little high school that are in the league right now. Um, some twin brothers that played at Ole Miss and then Cornell Armstrong, uh, I believe, is still on a roster, if not a practice squad that, that played cornerback at Southern Miss. But Malik Shorts, number nine back there at safety is definitely one to keep your eye on. Um, Eric Kitchen on, on the defensive line is a big body that plays well. Uh, you mentioned uh, Ratliff. 
Uh, Josh Carr is a transfer at defensive end that came in from southeast, uh, southeast Louisiana in the offseason. And we had never really heard of him until he kind of broke out on the scene. He's kind of our edge rusher, uh, kind of our sack machine. Uh, so, so keep your eyes on him if there's any third and uh, longer situations where it's uh, definitely going to go to the air. Um, got a, a talented group of linebackers with uh, Hayes Maples, uh, Swayze Bozeman, um, Santrell Latham, uh, Avery Havas, uh, talented guys that, that play good football. And that you touched on it, really what their downfall has been is that our offense can't really sustain a whole lot of drives. They've done better the last couple of games, so they're on the field a lot. They get tired. Uh, and uh, we, you know we've got too deep talent, but uh, when you're on the field the majority of the game, it's really hard to keep that going. They actually played a much better half, a second half against UTEP than they did a first half. They they cut down on the busted long runs, and uh, I don't remember what they held the miners to rushing in the second half. But the bulk of that 265 that they gave up was was from uh, about three long runs that were given up in the first half. So. Uh, the defense uh, can hold their own. Uh, they're they're better against the run than they are the pass. It, it seems like we we give up uh, some passes in third down uh, situations for first downs that that would really change the game if if we could hold those. But uh, the defense is respectable. Um, it, it's just that they stay on the field a lot. Right. Well, Shane, I enjoyed it, man. Uh, you, Jamie, and Jason, keep up the great work on To The Top Talk. Uh, Blazer fans, uh, make sure that you check them out. Again, go to Twitter at To The Top Talk and give Shane a follow as well at Eagles underscore To The Top. And uh, best of luck, uh, Shane, to you guys in the rest of the season. And, you know, I do agree with you. I think Will Hall will get this going in the right direction. It's just in rebuilding mode, you know. Um, it, it'll take them yeah. maybe another year or two, but um, – We'll see how things go. But thanks again for uh, taking the time and uh, talking with me today. Yeah, man. Uh, one one other player, uh, not on offense or defense, that I do want to mention before uh, before I run. Uh, yeah. Our punter may be the best player on our team. <laughs> okay. he's, he's getting he's getting a, uh, a lot of opportunities to do so. Kid's name's Mason Hunt. He transferred out of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, but just got named to the, the Ray Guy uh, Award watch list this past week. Uh, because he, he came out nice. of nowhere. Nobody really knew about him. Uh, but I believe he averaged uh, almost 52 yards a punt uh, against UTEP. Uh, kid absolutely bangs it, kicks a beautiful spiral. So when when uh, you force us to punt and, and the guy just kicks an absolute monster of a punt, don't be surprised. Uh, you, your, your punt return guys are going to want to line up probably 10 to 15 yards deeper than they normally do, or they're going to be turning around and running backwards a lot. But uh, yeah, I had to, had to give some, some love to the punter uh, because of course. Uh, it, it's a joke uh, amongst the Southern Miss fan base that he may be our best player, but uh, he's been an absolute weapon that, uh, that, you know, pins people inside the 10 yard line and just kicks some monster punts and has probably kept, kept us closer in some games than, than we should have been. So wanted to mention him. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, uh, I won't uh, make Blazer fans listen to uh, to any Southern Miss talk anymore. I know you guys want to get back to talking about the Blazers, but definitely appreciate you, you having us on. And we'll be uh, talking about you guys. Uh, I'll be drinking whiskey and getting drunk and, and talking noise on our podcast. So if there you're, you go. you're bored and you, you want to listen to uh, to what we have to say, uh, we'll have that out for you Wednesday night. Nice. And guys, uh, Steve and I will be back in uh, a couple days after the Southern Miss game to give you guys a recap reaction to the UAB Southern Miss game. But as always, go Blazers.